The Predators get another win, but the story of the game is number 59. Roman Yossi makes Preds history. We'll talk about him and why he is the embodiment of what this Predators team is right now. Um, and lots of other stuff to get to from the Ottawa game, uh, including another game in which there's a mixed bag. And it is going to be a do-or-die weekend for the Preds. Back-to-back games against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers. We'll have a preview of those coming up in just a second in Lockdown Predators. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com who's trying not to lose his voice and I have a partner in crime with chamomile tea, hopefully, <laughs> and willing to carry the talking points on today's show. I have, I got plenty of lungs, so we're good. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Yeah. Uh, Nashville Predators get another win. Yay. Yay. Uh, 3-2 <laughs> over the Ottawa Senators. Um, a game in which, yeah, there is it, once again a lot of good, a lot of bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Predators kind of went back and forth with the Sens. It was 2-1 Senators uh, for a while in the third period uh, and before Tanner Janot put the Preds on even ground and Ryan Johansson got the game-winning goal on the power play with just about eight minutes left. And your one word to describe the game. So I would agree with you. This game was very much a mixed bag. They did come away with two points. But like you said, in the cold open, the big story is Roman Yossi and his record-breaking performance in that game and through the season. And so my one word are the sweetest words of affirmation ever uttered in the history of mankind. And my one word is, that'll do, pig. That'll do. (laughs) So if you don't know the movie, Babe, um, it is one of the greatest movies ever. Have you seen Babe, Nick? Tell me you've seen Babe. Oh, who hasn't seen Babe? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. But um, this farmer uh, played by James Cromwell, who is brilliant in this movie, ends up taking in a pig who becomes a sheep herder pig and everybody kind of mocks them and there's a lot that happens in the story but at the very end he's in a sheep herding competition and the pig herds and pens the sheep and the quiet stoic farmer hoggett looks at the pig and he just lovingly says that'll do pig that'll do and it's the sweetest moment like it makes me weepy just saying it and i want to just give those words to roman yossi just that'll do roman yossi that'll do like brilliantly done um still plenty of season left but what he has accomplished this season the way that he has led this team his performance on the ice his character off the ice Um, He is the babe of the Nashville Predators. I mean that in the pig sense and not in the weird, awkward sense. Uh, But yes, Roman Yossi, that'll do. 
Yeah, you've already had one awkward Roman Yossi <laughs> moment this week. We aren't talking about that. Let's let that go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, there, there's a lot of fancy words and fun references uh, that, that I easily could have used for this, but I'm going to keep it simple and just mm -hmm. say historic um, because yes. that is what we're witnessing as Nashville Predators fans right now. Scoring for the Preds individually has been the biggest thorn in the fan base's side really since that, you know, mid 2000s, you know, super team with Paul Correa and Jason Arnott. You know, the Predators never got back to that level. They have never really had that one dynamic superstar um, that really creates fear when he's on the ice just because of how much he can do. Yeah. We're witnessing that with Roman Yossi this year. And look, he's, he set the record for most points in a season by a predator with 87, um, an unbelievable number. He is going to be the first defenseman with 90 points in a season, barring something wild. Weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In, in over 30 years, he is on track to be the first um, defenseman with 100 points in a season. I, I think he can do it. All he need he needs to average a little over a point per game, like basically the average that he needs to get have to have 100 points this season is less than the average scoring rate he has been on this entire year. Right. So he he is certainly on pace to do that but you know it's it's one of those things and that you know we break down his game we go through the x's and o's i think just from us as a fan just as a fan of the nashville predators we kind of have to take a step back mm -hmm. and just really appreciate like the specialness of what roman yossi's been able to do this year I mean, we have not seen this from a defenseman in a very, very long time. And you think of some of the defensemen, like some of the legendary defensemen that have played this game since the early 90s, Nick, Lind Nick Lindstrom, um, yep. you know, Scott Niedermeyer, Chris Pronger. None of those guys have done what Roman Yossi has been able to do this year. And it, it's, it makes you stop and think, you know, this is like one of those things that really make you romantic about the game of hockey when you're like sitting here watching history unfold one game at a time and being a part of it. It's really interesting to me the way that Nashville um, kind of views Roman Yossi in the sense that this has been his style of play for so long. Now, the numbers this year are huge, historic, like you said. And so it, you know, it definitely deserves extra attention and extra accolades. But this is so consistently been Roman Yossi's game. This isn't a player having just a banner year. This is the natural progression of the play of Roman Yossi as he gets better and better every year. And 
I think sometimes in Nashville, we might actually forget what we have in him because we are so used to seeing him do the things he does. And I wonder sometimes if we don't realize how unique a player that we have here and how fortunate we are to see him do the things he does. And that's part of why I love him having this record-breaking year because he really deserves that, um, the accolades. He really deserves to stand out. And in some ways, I feel like we are almost used to how good he is and how good he has been that we forget what we have in Roman Yossi. It's getting harder and harder to keep him out of the hard conversation. 100%. Because mm-hmm. if you define the Hart Trophy as, you know, the most valuable person to his or her team, well, his team, um, um, it's, you know, what what case can you make for any other player in the NHL right now? You know, who has had the individual impact of carrying their team to where they are now than Roman Yossi has. If you look at... If you look at his play across the board, and that I think is what makes Roman Yossi so unique is that, yes, he is a very good defenseman. He has great defensive stats. His average time on ice is like over 25 minutes. This guy is on the ice. He is owning this game. Um, But he leads the team in blocks. So, you know, and just defensively, you know that he is a good player, but you look at his offensive contributions, they're huge. I mean, his his points numbers is ridiculous. But then you think about special teams and what he contributes on special teams to the power play unit. There's not an area of the Nashville Predators game that Roman Yossi doesn't make exponentially better, not just a little better, exponentially better. And I just don't see another player who has the all-around impact on their team and their team's success than Roman Yossi in the league. And it's kind of amazing that defensemen don't get as much consideration Mm -hmm. for the heart. Um, There hasn't been a defenseman who's won the heart trophy um, since Chris Pronger in, in the 2000s. And that is, you know, kind of amazing to me because you look yeah. and it's just like he's he's not just a defenseman. He's the best player on the Nashville Predators. And you know what? You look at the scoring, you look at what he's able to been like what he's been able to do this season. And he's doing it as a defenseman. And he's in the top 10 in the NHL and scoring right now. That's it's it's really it's really hard to overlook. Um, and. You know, I, I think he is clearly the player who's been the most valuable mm-hmm. to his team this season. Um, and it's a shame because I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of heart consideration. Um, you know, it's that's just the way the voters vote. You know, they, they look for the big offensive juggernaut who, yes. who's had the best season and Right now, that's that's looking like Austin Matthews is going to be a a Hart Trophy front runner, and there's certainly a large section of the fan base or the you know the the voters mm-hmm. who follow Matthews very closely. Um, but I, I think we all know, regardless of how any vote turns out, that Roman Yossi to me 
has been the most valuable player in the NHL this season. And I don't know. It's I, I think it's going to be a very, very long time before we see a individual season like this from a defenseman. I agree. I think the the league would be very hard pressed to find a defenseman who can play an all around game as consistently and as well as Roman Yossi has over not just this season, but over the last several years, he just keeps getting better. Um, more to talk about from last night's game. We're also going to look ahead to this weekend. Fred's got a back-to-back. Uh, and also, Ann has some cookies for our player of the week. But before you dive into those cookies, you're probably going to want to eat something a little bit healthier for breakfast. That's where our friends at Built Bar comes in. But let's not get it twisted. Built Bars still taste great. That's because they're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They got something out called now called uh, Built Bar Puffs. They are protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in a lot of flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, brownie batter, banana cream pie, so much more. But hey, you know, that sounds like a dessert, but let's not get it twisted. Built Bars are low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and high in protein, so you can feel good while eating something delicious. Um, and if marshmallow is not your thing, they still got plenty of other traditional flavors like mint brownie, cherry barcia, uh, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, just to name a few. Uh, they also got a new flavor out this month called shamrock, which is like a shamrock shake. Uh, so that is definitely worth a try. All delicious, and they have new flavors coming out all the time. Uh, so go test it out for yourself. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So we talked about Roman Yossi. Uh, clearly, that was the big takeaway from last night's game against the Ottawa Senators. Um, you know, again, sort, sort of a mixed bag. Yes. from last night's game uh the predators got the win that's mm -hmm. you know clearly the big thing um at this point you're gonna need any sort of points you're taking um but really for the second time against the ottawa senators when you take the score out of it and just kind of watch the play it was a game that could have gone either way and the senators certainly got a share of chances down the stretch to kind of put the pressure on the Preds a little bit. This was a game that was very physical, uh, very kind of an elevated. I was surprised there's just was an elevated intensity between the two teams, but I would agree with you. I feel like the Ottawa senators in a lot of this game had better high danger chances. And I feel like you see Soros sort of stole this one for the Nashville Predators. The mm -hmm. Senators oftentimes got behind the defense. They had several breakaway chances. Uh, and UC Soros had phenomenal saves down the wire. So as great as Roman Yossi's game was, Matt Duchesne had a goal. Ryan Johansson, fantastic game-winning power play goal. UC Soros really... Uh, carried this team under threat of some serious high danger chances. I do, I do think it's a good test for the Predators because the Senators are 
you know, they're a young team. They're working their way through the through the kinks, but they're a team with some speed. And that's something that the Predators are going to be facing in April. And I it, it was a little concerning to see the Predators get beat a couple of times more than what uh, they should. And they needed Soros to kind of bail them out on that. So that was one of my kind of hitches in the giddy up for me is, you know, there were times the Predators, you know, they, they got beat. Yeah. It's kind of funny too, because I thought overall, like the defense cleaned up some of that mm -hmm. mess in front of UC Soros that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, you know, there wasn't that sort of, you know, weird defensive sequence with like Benny Hill music playing in the background that led to like <laughs> five chances in 30 seconds for the opposing team. Uh, I thought the Predators did a good job overall limiting shots. Um, but the shots that Ottawa did get were like, you know, caused by a lot of lapses, you know, there's a lot of like breakaway odd man rush chances. Um, you know, I think there is a couple of plays where it's just one defender was kind of, not head in the clouds, but yeah, you know, sort of not lost dialed in, man and you know, they they went in behind him for an easy shot. Um, so it, again, it, it's kind of goes with the theme of being a mixed bag. You know, the Predators mm -hmm. did clean up a lot of their overall defensive woes, but you know, the chances that did get by were very, very scary to yes. say the least as a fan. One of the things I noticed in this game, and I noticed it as well in the Buffalo game that I think Nashville really has got to address, and I have seen them execute this well, so I know that they can, is as they're carrying the puck out of the defensive zone, if they're under pressure, there are times where the defensemen turn this puck over, and they almost get flummoxed on those exits. And that resulted in a couple of opportunities where Saros kind of had to bail them out. It resulted in uh, one of the goals for the Senators. And that's something that one of those things down the line, you know, you're coming into this April with this hard schedule, you're needing points for the game. That's an area of concern for me because if you don't have Saros dialed in there and you're turning the puck over in the defensive zone as you're trying to clear it, or if you can't get it through the neutral zone, this is going to be a problem down the line for the Nashville Predators. It's definitely something that I think that they need to clean up. Um, I thought the special teams was good for Nashville. Uh, Ryan Johansson had a fantastic uh, game-winning power play goal. Uh, penalties, though, again, gosh, you know. I don't know. How do you feel? I, I'm curious how you feel about the fighting penalties that Nashville has taken in the last couple of games. I mean, you know, it, it is what <laughs> it is. Like, certainly I am, you know, when Jeremy Lazan drops the mitts with Brady Kachuk, arguably Ottawa's best player, of course I am going to take that trade off every single time. Right. You know, I would right. rather have Lazan off the ice for us than have Brady Kachuk on the ice for them. True. Uh, you know, it's look, I'm not going to get into like a whole thing about fighting. Everybody's got their own opinions on it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's validity to every point that people make from all sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's certainly, you know, not to me um, a big thing 
you know, that's that's going to steer a game one way or the other, other than maybe just kind of setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to me, it's just the regular penalties um, is going to be more of the factor. And there's there's still a lot of careless penalties. Um, we saw Luke Cunning take yet another one. Luke Cunning, uh, mm. lowest ice time for the Preds last night. Um, getting getting hard to watch for him. Yes, I think yeah. we're gonna get to it. I think we're gonna get to a point where you know John Hines is gonna have to make a decision on that. I think if Mike, when Michael McCarron is back, he was um out last night. He is week to week with injury, which was you know, which is something that I would not have thought at the beginning of the season, I would find as upsetting as I do. But um, I wonder when McCarron is healthy, if that will be a situation where maybe Cunnan steps out. I don't know. I I think there's a lot of question about what is happening with Luke Cunnan and sort of how to get him going. Uh, I thought Ellie Tolvanen back in the game, I thought he had a very good game. Um, again, no, no points. Uh, and I want that for him, but I think he's doing things well. I thought he had a couple of really good looks. So I liked seeing Tolvanen back in the game. Yeah. Tolvanen, Tolvanen to me was, was a big story last night. Um, mm-hmm. again, he, he got a lot of power play time. He got a lot of normal shifts, um, and I, I thought when he was on the ice, he was noticeable. And I don't know if yes. that was just because I was watching him because I knew he was healthy scratched from the day before, but it, it was noticeable how sort of engaged he was, um, in the play. You know, he, he took a lot of chances. He, he got to high danger areas. Um, there was one sequence, uh, where Ryan Johansson set him up and I really thought, um, that, uh ellie was going to score on that um but you know he he did he did well he did well in his return i think that went as well as you could have hoped for if you're john hines yes i would agree with that and you know i think going forward when you're again looking at these teams you know we've got some teams coming up this weekend florida is just an offensive juggernaut i think you need your best players on the ice and i think ellie tolvanen is a component of that with his all-around play but if you know, he can get his offense going. He's going to be an important player down the stretch for Nashville, I think. Yeah. I uh, want to take a look at the games this weekend. First against Florida, then against Pittsburgh, because uh, that is going to be quite a something for the Nashville Predators. Plus, it's Friday, and you know what that means. It's cookie time for sure. And I've been very busy baking, but first bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's masters championships, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So Predators tomorrow against Ooh. the Florida Panthers in a... I guess afternoon-ish game. Ish. Yeah. What uh, is that time of day? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of that weird time of day where it's not evening, but it's not quite the afternoon either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a five o'clock central puck drop. 
Um, and then a afternoon game mm-hmm. on Sunday uh, against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. That one's going to be on national TV on TNT. So, and we, we got these two games, these two big games for the Nashville Predators. Um, you know, with all due respect to who they played this week, you know, the Panthers are obviously right now the best team in the East. You have Pittsburgh Penguins who, again, like I, I think are flying under the radar right now. This That's a team that I think has a chance to maybe sneak their way into the Stanley Cup final. So if you're, if you're John Hines, if you're the Nashville Predators, what's the end goal, you know, when the game is over Sunday afternoon-ish? Again, weird time. You know, yeah. when these two games are over, what do you hope to kind of come out of the other side with? At least two points. At least two points. And this is these are not easy matchups for Nashville. Now they have beaten both teams earlier in the season. So there is that. Uh, but I think Nashville has been playing a little bit uh, inconsistent lately. You're not 100% sure, like, is Nashville going to show up and execute? Did their identity play well? Is Nashville going to show up and have some trouble in, you know, execution-wise, puck handling? You know, you just, it's a little uncertain right now in Nashville. So it feels a little more wonky going into this weekend with maybe a little less confidence than we'd like to be. But I think Nashville has to come out of this with at least two points. I think probably they stand a better chance of getting them against Pittsburgh. Florida is generating so much offense right now. And Nashville is going to have to really contain them defensively. And they're going to have to put up a significant number of points. Florida this week, what was it? They had two games. They were down by four goals and came back and won them in overtime. I mean, this is twice. This is, you know, an offensive juggernaut who plays 60 minutes of hockey. And we've talked about Nashville needing hot starts lately. This is going to take way more than a hot start against this Florida team. They're going to need to play 60 minutes of intense, well-executed identity hockey to be competitive against Florida. And, you know, Pittsburgh is not nothing either. So, and I agree with you. I think this is a team that is just going to kind of be under the radar and, but you're going to have to watch them because in the postseason they can do a thing. We've seen them yeah. do a thing. Yeah. And they're coming out of the metropolitan too, which is to me the the easier path mm. out of that yeah. conference too. Um, interesting stat about Florida. Uh, they have 294 goals scored this season. That is 20 more than the next closest NHL team, which is Toronto. Gosh. Um, and they have played two fewer games than the Toronto Maple Leafs, too. It's insane. So it's insane. Uh, and, you know, they were already hot. Like, they were already one of the best offensive yeah. teams in the NHL. And then what do they do at the trade deadline? They got get, Claude Giroux. Get more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they've they've won five straight. We, we've talked about how they're just on an unbelievable roll right now. There are a lot of, you know, that's kind of the heavy pick for their mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champion at the moment, them or Colorado. Um, so this, to me, is going to be, the for the Preds, the, okay, what are you made of game? Yes. You it know? is a measuring stick game. Yeah, and, it and, is. And I know we've kind of talked about, you know, we want the Preds to win, but we want them to play well in the process. 
This is a game in which I would be okay with the Predators simply surviving. <laughs> like simply surviving. If they can get if they get a point out of it, then it's a win. Yes, um, I would agree. You want two points in both games would be the dream scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to prepare for the possibility of maybe seeing the Predators give up 35, 40 shots, mm-hmm. maybe more, um, and having UC Soros kind of be the guy that saves the day again. Yes. Yeah, against this Florida team. I mean, they are just peppering the net every single game. And I would agree with you. This is going to be a 40-plus shots that Soros is going to have to handle. I'm assuming that Soros will start against Florida and probably yeah. Riddick against Pittsburgh, but I'm not John Hines in but case interesting. anybody hasn't you know, noticed. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, though. Uh, do you toy with the idea of playing Soros back-to-back here? I, Depending on how Florida goes... I would not rule it completely out. I mean, I come back to the fact that Soros is good with consistency. If Florida isn't an absolute, uh, doesn't absolutely wipe him out, which it could, but if for some reason it doesn't, I, I mean, I could, I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. Yeah, we saw it last year. Uh, he played a lot of the back-to-backs down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's something you would consider, right? I mean, he's certainly no offense to Rick, but Saros is certainly the guy who's going to give your team the best chance to win. Yes. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very dependent on how the Florida game goes mm-hmm. as well. And if you're the Predators defense, you need to have a – you know, a really solid game against Florida. You need to kind of clean up some of the issues that you've been having um, over the past little bit. Um, So we got Panthers at Predators tomorrow at Bridgestone Arena, which I think that's also going to be an X factor. And uh, I agree. The home crowd is certainly going to kind of be a boost for the Nashville Predators. Um, and then you have Nashville at Pittsburgh Sunday afternoon, two big games, which means we're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday before we go though, it's Friday, which means it's cookie time, Anne. it is cookie time. And I don't think you have to be Scooby-Doo to figure out who has earned the Duchess cookies this week or the scoop. That's true. They are little Scooby snacks. Um, Roman Yossi. Uh, Now, I'm certain that he is storing the Duchess cookies because by the time he's done this season, he will have earned so many cookies that it would not be well for him to take them all in at once during the season. Absolutely. You know, we talked about it at the top of the show. It's hard to find the words. Even his teammates, head coach John Hines, have said this. It is hard to find the words to describe his ability, his contribution, his value, his, you know, who he is off of the ice as well. Roman Yossi, record holder, record breaker, more records could fall this season. So a hundred percent Roman Yossi gets the Duchess cookies this week. I can't say I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I should make him 87. Can you imagine if I sent him 87 instead of well, just a dozen? You're going to have to wait till the end of the season to see what that <laughs> looks because you might have to have 102 sort of in the back. That's pocket. true. I'm going to be busy. You could be busy. Uh, he is, 
when he finally sits down to eat those, he's going to be a very, very large, <laughs> large, large Swiss man. man. There will be more of Roman Yossi to love. Yes. Um, speaking of more to love, we'll be back here Monday with a full recap of Predator stuff. Hopefully there's more to love because, again, big weekend this weekend. Um, until then, Anne, where can you where can we find you online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice. Can you tell it's Friday, folks? It is so Friday. It it's is so, so Friday. Friday. <laughs> I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. Also follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, share it, subscribe it. Uh, also comment what you thought of our takes today. Let us know if there's ever a topic you want to discuss down the road. That's going to do it for us on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen today. We'll be back next week with some fresh new episodes. See you then.